show. We got a great show for you today. With Jason Lock and Four, we have Robert Covington, and we also have Macdonald of your Atlanta Hawks here coming up after this break here. So I got to talk to my man Jason. He seems to be at sports. He does great work, insider, coaching carousel. Anything you need, Jason has it for you. Jason, how's life treating you, man? I'm good. How's everything down there? Man, I can tell you off the air, it's very amped down here. We're very excited in ATL. Last game at the Georgia Dome, we're very excited about that. Falcons are playing high, flying high, as we say down here, rising up, man. We can't wait. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a game last weekend, no doubt about that. And uh, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm, I'm particularly excited about the way the team got better. It seemed like each quarter, you know what I mean? As that game went yes, on, they got, they got better and better on both sides of the ball. Um, not that that first scoring drive – can't get too much better than that when Seattle had that epic drive. And then the Falcons answered. But I saw collectively um, all sides of the ball, including special teams. Um, they, they just seemed to continue to kind of shrug off that bye and get back into top form as the game went along. And, and we'll see. Different challenge this week. Uh, facing the best player in the NFL at the top of his game and Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sure he'll be ready to play. And we'll see what the, what the Falcons can cook up. Oh, yeah. Now, Jason, you have seen the Georgia Dome so electric as it was on Saturday night because for me as a Covenant team, it was electric in there. I never seen it, heard it that electric ever for a Falcon game ever in life. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, again, I have, I've been in that, that stadium several times, covered some games there, uh, regular season and playoff back in my, my newspaper days. Um, and I can, re- you know, it, the, the year, the Dirty Birds year, the – Gary Anderson, you know the or the Morton Anderson, the missed field goal year, right? Who was that? Was it Gary? What, what was the who was the kicker? It was Gary Anderson. Uh, Gary Anderson, yeah, yeah, Gary Anderson. Um, you know, you know that 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 year with with them getting into the you know beating Minnesota and getting into the Super Bowl and Jamal Anderson and everything. You know that it seemed like it was pretty rocking in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, but that's a long time ago. And this is a little bit differently constructed team. And for it to be the end of that building as well. Not, I mean, let's face it, it's not uh, – no one's ever going to confuse it, right, with Lambeau Field and, um, you know, old RFK Stadium or, you know, the, the Bears old stadium. It's not going to be confused with sort of the hollowed grounds of the NFL. But still, for that facility to be closing down and for there to be a, a, a circle closing going on there – and the Falcons to extend their season. Yeah, it, it it was a legitimate home field advantage, no doubt about it. Now, Jason, I, I'm with Davis. I'm 29. I've had it my whole life. Like, that's all I've known to Georgia Dome since I've been a kid. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm 29, they'll be 30. But it's like, that's all I've known is a dome. But that place next door is pretty nice next, next door. But I love their dome, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, trust me, you're gonna you're gonna like that new place uh, real quick. There's there's no doubt about that. Now, we're talking about the coach, coach Carousel, Jason, is, is this. We got Kyle Shanahan pretty much going to San Francisco. And my question is this. If we leave, if we, he leaves, takes some of the staff with him, how would it affect Matt Ryan going forward? He's made Matt Ryan a way better player than he was last year, top of his game in his career right now. So, you felt losing Kyle would hurt him going forward? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole <laughs> lot of Kyle Shanahan's out there. You know, we'll have to see how the, the – First of all, he hasn't accepted that job yet. And, you know, things have a way of going off the rails, and it ain't over till it's over. And let's see when he sits down with Jed York on Monday or Tuesday in Atlanta, and they have these meetings. Let's see where they go. But if everything stays on course and if 
the 49ers are as much on wounded knee as I expect them to be. And if they give Kyle whatever he wants, then he probably will take that job. Um, you know, how many assistants does he bring with him remains to be seen. Um, you know, the bottom line is, though, Kyle is the straw that stirs that drink, and he is the offensive mastermind. He is the leader in game planning, and he is the play caller. And after some rough times last year and, and a little bit of a personality clash, these guys, once they got on solid footing, it's about as good of a of a symbiotic relationship as you're going to find in the league between play caller and quarterback executor. So, yeah, there's not another Kyle Shanahan on that staff. You know, like the floor, there's some, there's, some, there's some guys who have promise, but no one who is going to be at the very cutting edge of everything, no one who's going to have Kyle's instincts. Um, Kyle, to me, is one of the three to five best play callers in the NFL on either side of the ball. So I, I think there'll be some drop-off, but th- they also have, you know, collectively seen the, the heights that they've achieved together, and they know what works, and I think he's got Matt's confidence through the roof, and there's a preponderance of weapons there. So people shouldn't be worried about it's going to fall off the map or anything like that. Um, but could this look? Let's say Matt Ryan plays for whatever six six more years. Will people look back on this season as his most prolific? They just might. Yeah, you're right about that. Now, folks, just locking for here on the Boss Man Show from CBS Sports. Now, also, Jason, you know, does Kyle warrant full control in San Francisco? Because for me. Similarly, they've done the Tom Sula, Harbaugh, and now Kitchup Kelly. I want some power, and I would want control of the GM. I picked the GM, so I won't be the one out after one year as well. Well, I mean, the reality for him is he doesn't – There's. let's just look at the situation because, uh, you know, every, every situation is different. Every team, you know, some of these coaching searches are very different than others. Um, they're each kind of their own unique environment. They were the only team, San Francisco, that blew up their entire building. They told all their scouts, go do what you need to do. Go down to the Shrine game. You know, you're still going to get your paychecks for now, but all that's subject to change. And they fired, you know, pretty much blew up the entire coaching staff. So this was the only team out of 32 in the NFL that had a blank slate on the personnel side and a blank slate on the coaching side. And people have pulled out of the job. People have taken other jobs. People you know, have fallen by the wayside, and it's really Kyle is the only man standing. And Kyle isn't just some, you know, Bobo, some guy who made it there by default. He and Josh McDaniels through this entire process were seen as the two, you know, if you'd have, you know, sort of done a straw poll with most GMs off the record, they tell you, yeah, these two are ready and these two are going to get jobs. So for it to be someone who had leverage coming in to now be the last man standing and for the 49ers to have no other viable options and have to restart if Kyle says no, just think about it. We're in the middle of next week. Everybody's already at the senior bowl. And they not only – it's not just a head coach. They need a head coach and three coordinators and, you know, 15 assistant coaches and personnel directors and college scouting directors. I mean, they need the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. So it's not even so much about how much Kyle, you know, wields a big stick and all that. It's just the reality of the situation. They are – starting from scratch, and he is their guy. And so if he has strong feelings about a scouting director or a personnel director or things beyond the GM, they damn sight better listen because, again, what what is the alternative? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, promoting somebody from within. Like, I mean, there's some guys who didn't get jobs who were okay, but, I mean, like, seriously, 
you don't want to be in late January, again, not just without a head coach, but without a plan, without a vision, without a staff. You're right about that because, like you said, draft was around the corner, senior bowls, shrine, you're right, right around the corner. Now, speaking of the carousel as well, Jason, what's been your biggest surprise for us at the carousel who didn't get a job or did or did get a job, actually? Um. Well, I, I mean, I think things have played out kind of how I, I thought they would. Um, the biggest surprise for me is probably Anthony Lynn, not him getting a job, but him getting a job and it's not the Buffalo Bills. You know, him getting the Chargers job, that, that came as a surprise to me because they were primarily talking to special teams and defensive coaches. And um, I thought he'd – well, I know he had the inside track at the Bills job at one point. So for him to end up in San Diego, uh, yeah, that wasn't one that, I, you, you know, you would have had me, you know, in late December thinking that was possible. Everything else, I think, you know, has kind of – played out the way I thought it would. Josh McDaniels is always a bit of a wild card, and, and he's another guy. You've got to sell him. It's not just him you know, interviewing and telling you how great he is and how much he could help you. You've got to convince him that this is the team to hitch his wagon to because he's got a great thing going there in New England, and every year he's going to continue to be a highly coveted guy. Um, you know, outside of that, I think, you know, Vance Joseph, John Elway almost hired him two years ago. That's always kind of been in the cards and not a surprise. Um, As the search went on for the Rams and they couldn't make a splash, i.e. they couldn't convince Gruden to come out of retirement to do it. And, you know, what else are they looking at? And Gruden tells them, well, don't hire me. Hire the 30-year-old version of me, which is Sean McVay, who Gruden has known, you know, since since McVay was a kid. So I, I knew that they would have a lot of interest in him. And, frankly... For Falcons fans, you should be hoping that the Rams didn't hire McVay because the, if the Rams didn't hire McVay, I bet the 49ers would have hired him by now and not continued to wait for, for Kyle. But McVay being off the books um, and no longer sort of a coaching free agent has really put the 49ers in, in the bind they're in, which is Kyle or bust. Now, Jason, I read a report from out, out there that McDaniels is looking at the jobs in Detroit and Tennessee next year, but I mean, he'd be his targets he's looking at for next year. Are you hearing that yeah. same thing? Is, is that Absolutely. That okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the moment he pulled out and I talked to people close to him, um, he just wasn't ready to move his family across country for this job at this point. But he has very strong ties to Detroit's GM from their time together in New England. He has even stronger ties to Tennessee's GM, John Robinson, from their time together in New England. And I would put Indianapolis on that list as well. If Ursay doesn't blow up his organization here now, if he doesn't convince somebody to come in there and clean it up for him now, and he sticks with Pagano and Grigson as his brain trust next year, unless they have a great season, he will be forced to blow it up next year. And that's another job that McDaniels would have interest in. Um, I think he's kind of more of a Midwest guy. You know, he's from Ohio. Him in a huge city like San Francisco or like L.A., I'm not sure that would be a great fit. And you're talking in Tennessee, Indianapolis, and and Detroit, three teams that have franchise quarterbacks in place. Indianapolis and Tennessee play in a horrible division where any given year you could win nine games against mediocre competition and be hosting a playoff game. Uh, And... You know, Detroit and Indianapolis are climate-controlled. And when you're a guy like Kyle and you're a guy like Josh or Adam Gase, who's an offensive mastermind, when you don't have to worry about Mother Nature, you don't have to worry about, oh, man, it's going to be 95 degrees this week, so I can't run the ball as much as I want. Or, oh, man, it's going to be a blizzard this week, so all I can do is run the ball. Or, 
oh, man, it's going to be 55-mile-an-hour wind, so I can only throw short passes. When you take that out of the equation and you know, like Detroit, you're going to have eight home games climate-controlled, plus Minnesota's in a dome, plus you might pick up another road game in a dome every year, and you're looking at 10 sixteenths of your schedule as being it's me and not having to worry about anything out of my control, you want to sign up for that. Yes, You'll take you that over, you know what I mean? Yes. Over some of these other situations like, you know, going to Chicago, you know what I mean? Going to Cleveland or Cincinnati where a lot of things are going to be out of your control in terms of, of the weather. A couple more for you, Jason. Uh, in your area, right there in Baltimore, John Harbaugh, is he in trouble next year? Because he kept Marty Morningwig, which shocked yeah. me. Uh, if he was a win next year, it was is the Harbaugh time in Baltimore up now? I think it'll be a decision for the owner to make. If they're not an improved team next year and they're not a playoff team next year, then he's going to have to decide between Harbaugh or Ozzie or both. You know, is our problem talent, which the talent is not what it used to be, or is our problem coaching? And I'll tell you this, Harbaugh would have a couple of years left on his contract. If they wanted to trade Harbaugh, they'd be able to trade him for, I think, a first-round pick, maybe a first-round pick and something else. I think you could be looking at ten teams that want head coaches next year. I think we'll see a bloodletting next year in front office and coaching ranks. So you've got to factor that in. Um, so, yeah, everybody around here knows that this will be a, a telling season, and this team does not make changes very often. They're not like a lot of these knee-jerk uh, organizations where they're constantly chasing their tail. But Harbaugh kind of dug his feet in and said, I'm sick of firing coach. I've been doing nothing but firing coaches since I've been here. But on the personnel side, you don't see them blowing it up every year. You don't see them firing a bunch of scouts or a bunch of uh, personnel directors. So you know what? I'm going to keep my offensive coordinator. And maybe our – I mean, he didn't say all this verbally, but my – the way I read this situation was him saying, I need more players. Like, I can – you know, I can, so we want to have eight coordinators in nine years. Okay, we could do that. But, like, we've never had a true number one receiver the entire time I've been here. I mean, really, the history of the Ravens franchise, they've never had a true number one receiver. So, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, as, as the owner said himself, Steve Bashotti, he said the pitchforks are out. And he's talking about the media and the fans here and people saying this isn't up to snuff. This isn't Ravens football. This isn't what people have become accustomed to. And I think there's problems to go around. I, I, but, but at the end of the day, to me, Harbaugh's a hell of a head coach. And, he sure is. Um, I wouldn't be fired him without you know trying real hard to trade him first. And the final one for you, Jason, with the Chargers moving to L.A. now, well, Carson, rather. You know, there are years well, to Carson for two years, but then it's going to be Inglewood. It's going to be L.A. <laughs> is this the, is the answer for the game with West, West Coast Musical Chairs over? And what other stadiums are in trouble where teams may be wanting to move if they don't get a new, new stadium? Because for me, I cover the Titans as well. L.P. Field, when the Nissan Stadium was not the best in the world. It's getting old. It was built on the cheap. So I think maybe could they be an issue down the road as well? So let's so get your feeling about that. Yeah, that, the issue there is ownership and whether they can get compliant with all the league rules and whether all of Bud Adams' heirs can get together and either make Amy Adams, you know, let if she can afford to buy the entire franchise herself, then she can be the singular owner the way the NFL bylaws regulate. Or if she can't, then they better find somebody who can. So I think the issue there is more ownership than stadium. They can continue to do some upgrades there, and the league believes in Nashville. There's a strong corporate community there. Between, you know the music scene and some banking and everything else, so I don't think there's any any issues there. I mean, really, it, we're down to two teams now that have, from a stadium standpoint, antiquated facilities. It's Buffalo and Jacksonville. Buffalo's not going anywhere. Terry Pagula is a, multi, a billionaire, multi times over. He's from Western New York. He's committed to that area. 
you know, he owns the Buffalo Sabres, uh, the hockey team there. He, he, he's, he's very much a um, rah-rah Buffalo guy. So it may take some time. It may take some arm wrestling. But they'll eventually build a stadium there. Jacksonville, a lot of people in the league think they're going to London. I mean, they think if the league truly moves a team to London at the end of this decade, Jacksonville is far and away the, the most likely candidate for that. Um, I don't. Th- I mean, you know, you can you can weigh the markets and their pluses and minuses and strengths and weaknesses. There aren't a whole lot of people, um, again, at the league level where follow the money, money trumps all, who believe that Jacksonville um, is anything close to being as strong as London would be. And let's face it, you've got St. Louis out there without a team now. You're going to have Oakland soon without a team and San Diego. I don't know that Jacksonville's as strong an NFL market as any of those. Uh, may not even be as strong as San Antonio. So I think it's really down to those two teams in terms of stadium issues over the next two decades until some of these other ones become more dilapidated. And really, I think it's just Jacksonville because Buffalo's eventually going to get a stadium. You're right about that. Well, Jason, this has been great to have you on the show, man. I've been a fan of your work since your, your NFL Network days. So I've been following you ever since, man. Good to have you on the show. Hope I see you in Houston. The Falcons are the Falcons of Houston. I'll probably see you there, right? I'll be there all week. I, I, I Trust me, I'm sure you'll find me on Radio Row. All right, brother. I'll see you, man. Jason, thanks, thanks for your time tonight, brother. My pleasure, brother. Have a good one. All Thank right, you. folks. Just like the career on the Boss Man Show. Mr. Robert Covington, after the break. Je m'appelle I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, To find out more information about The Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it. all your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y fraud on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. 
every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Show just talk Jake's locking for CBS Sports. Now we're talking to one of one of our own here, TSU alum Robert Covington here on the Boss Man Show. Seven Sixers small forward doing big things. Rob, man, how's things been going with you, brother? Everything's been going good on my end, man. It's been a great, you know, a great transition this year. You know, I've I've developed a lot, and you know, I've really gotten better as a player. Man, you, have you ever, man? I'm gonna tell you, bro, from the moment. I seen you play OKC this year. I said to myself, "You all gonna have a great season this year because you all competed against OKC you know, down to the wire." Joel and B was out there, man. So, just for you personally, what's the biggest difference you've seen in your team this year from the previous teams you've been on in Philadelphia? Uh, the biggest thing for me has been, you know, we've transitioned and become a great, you know, a great overall defensive team, and you know, we're playing both sides and we're playing great basketball because. We've been blessed to, you know, have the the transition as far as, you know, having very versatile guys and really doing a lot. You know, we have so many guys that come in and fill voids whenever somebody gets subbed in subbed out that it's been, you know, a good thing for us. Now, last year you had Elton Brown on your on your team. What did that guy mean to you guys' growth for this year? Because that's a constant professional, guy been in the league for years, but he was out of helping you guys out and Coach Brown out. So what did Elton mean to you guys as players going to this year now after having him around last year? Elton was a great guy for us. You know, he told he taught us a lot as far as, you know, um, the uh, the ins and outs of, you know, the league and how, how we um, – how we play and whatnot, you know, he's experienced a lot as a player. You know, he's had a great career over 17 years, and it's been one thing that really has, you know, we really needed, you know, for, uh, you know, the experience of being a young team. And you know what's crazy about it? You're the vet on that team pretty much, man. Like, they looking to you. Like, you, you're the guy leading them on defense because you, you play hard. You're a two-way player. Your offensive game is evolved. So, you feel like you are the kind of the vet on that roster. The those guys looking to you now for advice because you've been in the league for four years now. 
Yeah, I'm one of the veteran guys on the team because we sat up here and, and I've, I've been through a lot and I've experienced a lot as far as, you know, transition. So I've learned from guys. I've had, you know, a veteran team when I played in Houston. And then, you know, I had guys like Jason Richardson, um, my first year here, then last year, Elton Brand. And this year we have, you know, Jared Bayless, you know, um, Gerald Green, I mean, Gerald Henderson. Um, and just their experience alone has been, you know, a blessing for us because we also have we also have Elton now. You know, he's in, he's not playing, but he's also you know still around. So you know, I've I've learned a lot, and then the transition as a player to have so many great guys that talk to me and you know done a lot for me. It's just you know I've absorbed everything that they've told me, and it's been a blessing for me. You know, I just embark and I really listen to everything that they've taught me, and I really try to put it into motion and try to lead the guys. That's you know that's behind me, you know, that's that hasn't been a lead that long and the guys are younger than me. Folks, yeah, Robert Covington here. Sixers are here on the Boss Man Show. He'll be in town Saturday playing the Atlanta Hawks here, but that's my man with TSU. So I talked to him. I'll trump everything. TSU over, over everything. The family people believe that. Now, Rob, like, for, for you, man, what has Coach Brown meant to, you, meant to you, man? But you've got been through a lot together, those tough losses, but his lessons that he gives you all, the fact that he did, the way he just such a, a father figure to you guys, like, what has he meant to you? And what, what has his leadership meant to the team in general? Because he's such, such a loving guy. From, from afar, if it looks like to me, he's a guy that always has your guys back, trying to coach you all, trying to help you all. What's he meant to you, man? Coach Brown, me and uh, like you said, we've been through a lot over the past three years. Um, you know, the ups and downs have, have really taught us a lot. You know, Coach comes from a winning culture, you know, when he was in the Spurs. So, you know, he tried to bring that same, you know, mindset and the same intensity here and help us develop as young players because that's what happened when he was in, in San Antonio and that's what helped them become great teams. So, you know, his experience alone and all the knowledge that he he shared with us, you know, it's been a blessing because not everybody can have like a veteran coach like that that really can, you know, share some of the experience and try to help motivate players, you know, and continue to push them. You know, we've been through a lot over the past three years. He's helped me grow as a player, you know, just from experience and, you know, the challenges that he's he's put it forth towards me. So, you know, I, lo- I love Coach Brown. You know, everything that we've been through, it, it really means a lot to me because, you know, without him, you know, we never know what position we'd be in. And he's put us in, you know, great position to, you know, be great as players. And, you know, the player development aspect has been a b- big thing that he's really, you know, pushed and he's really, you know, worked on with us. Now, I talked to, to a guy about this in, in, in the league about how you as a player, because you've played with so many different guys in and off your roster. It's sort of the kind of guy you are, but that you can play with anybody. Like, you've got guys with 10-day contracts in and out, unguaranteed contracts, and just there for a little second. You know, you play with different kind of players, and you still do your thing, which to me tells how, how you can play with anybody. You're a selfless guy. Anybody can You, you can deal with anybody. So is that how you feel about yourself? You can play with any player, whoever ever it may be, D-League guy, 10-day contract guy, a star, that you can blend in with whoever you with. Absolutely, you know that's a, that's always been my game. You know, growing up, uh, I've been able to play with you know many of players that has really you know helped me. You know, a lot of people, everybody don't do the same thing. So you know, different aspects of people's game it helps your game, and it also lets you allows you to see other things. So you know, like you said, I've, over the past three years, I've had a lot of teammates that you know you've learned a lot and you play with, you had great times with, and you know that's one thing that really has been a blessing because, you know, it's, it's it's unfortunate that I've seen, I've had so many, but, you know, through them times you build relationships and, 
you know, you build friendships throughout that time that, you know, some that last forever. So, you know, it's guys that, you know, I've had teammates, you know, some of them still cool with, some of them still keep in touch, you know, periodically. And when we go into town and guys are still in league, we still hang out and everything. So I've seen a lot, you know, I've done a lot and I've I've been with a lot of teammates that really, you know, have have helped me and I've really enjoyed being playing, being a part with them and playing with them. And it was key is Rob is this for you just as well that hey man each one of these guys you take something from them no matter what they do some you can learn from each player that you play with so you got a lot of players you can kind of borrow from and add into your game to make you even a better player going forward in your career yes absolutely you know everybody like I said everybody does a little something different and nobody's the same so you know you learn a lot you know you learn about people's you know pathways and where they get to where they where they are so it's it's been one thing to you know hear people's story and really see what they've been a part of and that's one thing that you know people don't take take for granted you know because everybody like you said everybody's story is not the same and that's what you know really sets and stays stays me you know throughout a lifetime because you know people's journey and hearing people's story it really means a lot and Rob, for you, man, you know, come come to you watch you guys play. I always get Joel Embiid out there warming up real hard, not playing. But man, he's on the court with you guys, you know, making plays. Potentially being an All Star reserve, and when they renounce that next week, so what has this guy meant to you all on the court? Seeing this guy actually shoot the three pointer, play in the post, defend, rebound, just make it a wicked havoc down there for you guys to bend your the back line, help you guys needed to stop these guys going to this this, this glass, man. The two years that I've been with them, you know, that Joel hasn't played, you know, I always said that he has a a very special ability that will allow us to really transition our game and really mold us and to help us becoming the team that we want with that we want to be. And he's he's so versatile, he's so gifted, you know, in so many ways that, you know, guys like him come around diamond like once in a lifetime, you know. It's he, he has so many abilities. You know, he's learned from so much. He's learned. He's watched so many people that, you know, he takes different parts of each game, and he really instills in his own. And his work ethic is tremendous. So, you know, I love Joel's his whole demeanor. He's he's hardworking. He's passionate, and he he really enjoys everything that he's done. So that's one thing that has been good for us, and we really enjoy playing with Joel because he has, like you said, his tenacity, his his demeanor. It it it's it stands out, and you see it when we play on the court. And how how electric is Wells Fargo Arena these days, man, with you guys competing every night? Because, you know, you be honest, last year, two years ago, you really couldn't say you, you guys could win any game you play. But this year, like, I feel like any game you guys play, you get the job done with the talent you got around you with Henderson, Rodriguez, yourself, Dario Saric, Embiid, Okafor, Noel. Whenever you want to go to, you have the option. So just knowing that you go out there, and McConnell as well, what, how does it feel with them fans around you guys cheering you on, knowing that you guys can compete and be scrapped? Happy every day when any game you play now going forward. It's amazing, you know. That's what everyone's been waiting for. You know, the whole trust the process thing has been a big, a big thing that a lot of people have really, you know, been waiting on. And Joel, he's added to that. You know, now that everything that everybody's been waiting for is starting to fall into motion. You know, we're starting to turn this whole culture around, and it's really, really contagious compared to you know, previous years. So we've done great, great things. And, you know, it's only the beginning. You know, we're halfway through the season now. So it's it's crazy how much better we've gotten over the year. And, you know, it's, it just it just puts that 
that ground foundation to where, you know, our mentality will be over the next few years as we continue to develop this team and we continue to get better. And as you develop yourself, Rob, I've talked to some scouts who say that they have to they have the game plan for you now, that you're on the scouting report now, and that you have to have a, a, a plan for you because you play both both ends of the floor, two, your two-way player. So how does that feel when you know the scouts are now having to pay attention to you in in, in, in the game? The coach has to put you on the board now. We got to defend coverage. We have to watch out for this guy. How does it make you feel knowing the scouts and coaches are really keen on you for what you got going on out on the court now? That just tells how much, you know, my work ethic says. You know, I've I've developed over the past three years of becoming, you know, a two a two way player. You know, coach I always speaks on three and D players. And that's what I've done over the past two years. I've developed myself and really put myself in a great position and my teammates, my coaching staff has really helped me get to that point. You know, it's not just been a thing that's been on my own end. I've had some supporting cast that have really helped me to get to where I'm at and I enjoyed the process and I'm really enjoying what I'm capable of. And, you know, that's only the beginning because there's so much that still that can be worked on. So, and I'm just looking forward to, you know, continue to see the growth in myself. And how you feel about this? Coach Brown used to push the best perimeter guy, you defend that guy. And I feel like you're becoming a more elite defender every game you play. You're getting better and better and better out there defensively. So, how does that make you feel knowing that you kind of be a defensive stopper? And how does that inspire your team around you and see you out there in the perimeter defending LeBron's hard, guys like Kyrie hard, Steph Curry's hard, Harden's hard, or Westbrook, whoever you may be, you out there defending them hard. How does it make your team feel when you see you, you put the effort out there on any of the floor as well? It, coach has always told me that, you know, my my gift is, you know, I'm really good with my hands and I'm very, very athletic long. And I've been able to, you know, been able to guard multiple positions. So now that, you know, I can take on that role and also be uh, a threat on the offensive end, you know, it just makes it that much more valuable. And my teammates alone, you know, they see what I'm doing. They really, you know, keep working just the same way. And other guys, they're taking on that same mentality to where we've got guys that can guard multiple positions as well. And, you know, they see how how I've transitioned, you know, just from becoming an offensive player. And you know, subpar on D to you know one of the best the teams, but one of the team's best defenders. But it's it's just a testament of how much you know work ethic and how much pay attention to details and like how the game is changing, how my game is changing. You know, coaches put that on me, and I take that you know each and every night. You know, anytime I see a matchup, I go in, make sure I got to do my job because at the end of the day, I got to go, I got to go out there each and every night and take on the best. You know, every time I step on the court and you know, when my teammates see me doing that and my demeanor and how I carry myself, you know, it just, it's contagious and they follow suit. So, Sure, no doubt. Leading by example, man. And, and as you became a leader on this team, man, what is your leadership style? Are you more of a guy that goes to guys' face or you more of a guy that lead by example? You kind of put them to the side trying to get, teach them the points with how you want, coach wants to do because you, you know coach system better than a lot of guys are there. So is that how you, you do it, brother? It's a few ways you do it. You lead by, like you said, it's all them things. You lead by example. You talk to guys, put them to the side, you know, tell them the things. But, yeah, you got to make sure that, you know, all of us are on the same page on, on one aspect of the game because, you know, the game, one small error could make a big impact on the game. So, you know, me, you know, paying attention to detail and really holding each other, holding everyone accountable, it really makes us that much more valuable and it makes me that much better because my teammates put so much trust into me to be that for them. So, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. And you know, I take on that role with, with high, with high praise. So I just got to keep on doing that and keep on, you know, pushing and keep on leading the team. 
No doubt. And Rob, I find one for you, man. I can this from my list when I ask this question. What is your favorite arena to play in on the road? So which one arenas on the road gets gets you going the most? Um, the craziest arena I've played in uh had to be Oracle. Oracle and um OKC. So just them 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 arenas on that atmosphere. You know, LA also. Um those have been some of the, the craziest arenas I've played in. Um, you know, even when I go home to Chicago is that being in that arena as a kid, you know, watching them games, and now I'm actually being able to play. You know, that's that's some of the you know, craziest things that craziest arenas that I've played in, and, and you know that atmosphere alone is just you know tremendous. Now, have you been keeping up with the TSU Tigers and what Coach Dana Ford is doing? And did you get a chance to see that game they played at Duke and how they all they was up the second half and they could have won that game? But you know how the OVC refs when you, when you go on on them games that you're paying for, they don't want they don't want, want call no fouls for you. Did you catch that game? Did you see them guys play hard against Duke, man? Yeah, absolutely. I was tuned in that game. You know, that's one of you know, Duke was one of the top teams in the country, and you know, for them to go and play the way they did, it just shows you know how much grit they have as players. And what Coach Ford has, you know, done to change the culture around there, you know, previous years when I was there, you know, we did a, a, a shift in, in culture as well. So, you know, just to see him go there and take on that role and, you know, have them guys do the same thing, it's amazing because, you know, you kind of you kind of see that, you know, we laid the foundation there and him following behind what we did and the players that he has. And it's been amazing to see that. No doubt we're robbed. I think for your time, time, man, before the season Saturday against the Hawks, man. Good luck to that game, man. I'll see you, I'll see you one or another, brother. Tears you for life, brother. All right, now. Thank you, man. No doubt, folks. Robert Covington here on the Boss Man Show. <laughs> DJ JT. <laughs> I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, to find out more information about The Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, 
Squad on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft. Whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft, Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Atlanta Hawks. Now, 
Now, Malcolm, now, I want to ask you this, man, like, for you, man, did, did that lockout kind of force you overseas? Because, look, you came out of Virginia Tech in 2011, and then lockout was doing that time. So did that lockout kind of force you over there? So he was like, hey, I want to make me some money. I don't want to be stuck waiting on them to get on, on off a of lockout. So is that, is that an accurate assessment that I'm looking at based on when you came out of school? Yeah, it didn't really flush me over. You know, I just, you know, I had a good agent who, you know, we we were talking about the lockout a year before that because I, I put my name in the draft my junior year. Um, which is the year that I probably should have left, but I had a, a ankle injury that you know I, I wouldn't have been able to get through the process with. Um, so I went back to school. Uh, but yeah, I know about the lockout a year before. So my agent had a plan. You know, I was gonna go. I was gonna make some money regardless um, until the lockout was over. But you know, we just figured that I didn't want to wait around for a possibility when I had guaranteed money on the table, um, and I could work my way up to the top of Europe and make you know great money until it was time to come back. Exactly. I think that's, do you feel like a lot of guys don't give to agents and think realistically it's only NBA or a bust and they mm-hmm. end up, they don't make the league that they just don't have a plan. So do you feel like that more kids should get with an agent who cares about them and looking at the big picture rather than being tunnel vision on the NBA only, the other option to play ball and make money if you still want to play ball after you get out of college? For sure. And, and I mean, there's a lot of agents who, you know, who, who have that, but it's just a lot of people who aren't realistic. A lot of these, uh, you know, players out here, like you said, they think it's NBA or nothing. And, I, you know, I deal with some people directly who, who feel that way as well. But for me, like I said, I was being realistic. I knew that I should have been playing in the NBA. I had, you know, a better college career than 90% of the draft. I went through my draft workouts and did what I was supposed to do. But, um, you know, how the game goes, and I didn't really let that affect me. I just wanted, you know, as long as I continue to play basketball and make my money, um, like I said, uh, improve my lifestyle and just get an opportunity whenever it presented itself, then that was cool for me. I didn't have to, you know, chase the NBA or play in a D league and take minimum contracts when I can just go overseas and make, you know, a lot of money and then come back when people actually wanted me to be a part of a team and, and play a role instead of just coming back just to be the 15th man, you know, never know when you're going to get cut or, you know, sent to the D league. So uh, I think my path, you know, was tough, but I, like I said, I respect and I appreciate the game more from the path I took. And when the Hawks contacted you, did, 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 I mean, how did it make you feel like knowing, that, hey, this is a good situation? So, and, and what about the situation made you made you feel like it was a good fit for you? Because the, they assigned Jerry Jack, you know, they had Dennis Schroeder just made him the point guard, traded away mm-hmm. JFT, and people thought it would be Jerry Jack. You just, who this Delaney guy, who they signed? So, did, did, did you kind of see his opportunity, no matter because Jack was hurt, that you could make this roster and actually be the backup point guard on, on his team? Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about that at all. You know, they I signed before Jared, um, and I actually, you know, the, the house put me in last summer, um, but some things didn't go go right with some things that they wanted to do, and you know, I went back and played another year overseas. So I had already had contact with you know with Wes. We had a good relationship. We, you know, like I said, I came down, I met with them, and I had a meeting with Bud and, and Darvin. Uh, worked out with them for three days just, you know, so they can get to know me a little bit more. So I actually thought that I would be here, you know, last summer. But um, throughout throughout my last season overseas, Wes came and see me, um, talked to him again. He, he told me that, you know, we, whenever they had the opportunity and they had the roster space, that they would definitely bring me in. So going into the offseason, I already knew that Atlanta was going to be one of the teams, you know, who made a push for me. I had a few others, but. I just felt like with the the style of play here and the you know the culture around here, the, the type of guys they bring in, that this would be 
you know, the right situation for me. And they wanted to bring me into play. You know, that I wasn't worried about making a roster. I had a two-year guaranteed contract. Um, and they, West told me that I would have a good opportunity here. So, you know, it, it just sounded good to me. And, I, you know, I knew what I could do and what I was going to camp doing. So it was cool for me. And we know we see what you're doing on that court, man. You out there balling for real, man. And and what's it like playing for Coach Bud? What kind of coach is he, man? He seems like such a cool guy out to play for. He holds you accountable, but he's a, a guy that lets you play. You move the ball. You, if you defend and you should get effort on the, at the end of the floor, he lets you do your thing on the offensive end. Is that kind of how Bud is from what I'm reading from the outside looking in? Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a player's coach. He's, he's not one of these crazy coaches going around that, that players have all the stories about. But like you said, he holds everybody accountable. Um, you have to play defense for sure um, and, and move the ball. And it's the type of system that I'm used to from playing in Europe. And, you know, this year it was a big thing for me to just improve my defense and do other things to stay on the floor because normally, you know, I played 36 minutes a game or whatever I was overseas, 35. And I had to score. Uh, you know, I had to be the one setting everybody else up and then try to play defense as well. So just having a smaller role here and, and less minutes, I can – you know, try to do other things to help the team win. And I'm not playing exactly, you know, how I play, my style, but um, I just, you know, I can adapt to any role. And I think that's why they like me here because I don't have to score or I don't have to, you know, dominate the ball to help the team win. And I think this year, uh, a lot of people, you know, they're not seeing all of my game, but they get to see bits and pieces. And, and whatever coach gives me, you know, I try to do my best and make it work with the time that I get. So I'm just, I'm happy to be here, man. Oh, yes. I'm Malcolm. I'm tell you, man, I love your game, man, because, you know, you come out there, you get the ball, people involved, you, you make your shots, you drive to the basket. It's like you just fl- you just flip right in, like you blend in. You're mm-hmm. not standing out. You blend in. That's right. kind of what Bud wants and what you, how your game is. Like, you, you're a chameleon. You can play with anybody. You mm-hmm. can, anybody you can play with. And that's what the guys you want on your roster, a guy that can play with anybody on the roster, 1 through 15. Yep, and that's, that's what I, the biggest thing I learned overseas. You know, I played on in four different countries, and, it's four different styles and four different coaches. And, you know, for me, it's just like my biggest thing is to make sure everybody around me is happy. Being a point guard, I always take pride in, you know, being a good teammate first and then, you know, having everybody uh, happy while I'm on the court with them and them wanting to play with me. So that's my biggest thing, just trying to be unselfish and making sure I can do whatever is possible for the team to win. Now, watch the game against Boston when, when Al Hofer came to town. I, I said to myself, Malcolm has Coach Buzz trust because mm-hmm. he wants you in the, the entire fourth quarter. And so how does it feel knowing that Coach Buzz is going to ride the hot hand? He trusts in you to let you run the team and bring the Hawks back when that game was out of reach. But Boston had making the run, making shots. But you and your second-hand crew you in the fourth quarter got the team back, could have won that game there. Isaiah Thomas made a heck of a shot. This mm-hmm. is who the guy is. But knowing that Coach went you that whole quarter, he bring the team back and could still could have won that game there after yeah. a tough night. Yeah, for me, you know, that's just normal. That's just what I'm used to. I'm used to closing games, you know, taking last shots and making those plays down in, in the stretch of games. Like I said, it's not my role now. Um, that's Dennis's role, but I'm going to be ready whenever the time is. And if I can, like the last game, you know, he left me and I played more minutes and I was able to, you know, kind of show a little bit of, of what I can do, um, a little bit more than normal. But uh, I'm gonna be ready. Like I tell everybody, whether he plays in ten minutes or thirty minutes, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do my best. Whatever I can do, then I'm gonna bring that to the table to help us win. And that was just one of those games where you know I played well, and um, you know we made a push in, in the end. And coaches, he showed a, a few times that he would leave me in if you know I was playing that well and our group was 
we had the momentum. So I'm just happy, uh, you know, to, to get the opportunity and to be able to do that. And what has been the key to this stretch you guys have been on since the overtime win against the Knicks at home that we talked about off the air a little bit there? Like, it seemed like that game went in overtime. Since that game, you guys have been on this great stretch and fourth in the East leading the Atlantic Division, Southeast Division, rather, leading that division now. So you can kind of see Boston and, and Toronto mm-hmm. right there in front of you. So, how, man, what's been key to this stretch for you guys, man? Um, I think just playing unselfish, you know, even having enough time to get in the gym and get our work in individually. And as a team, I think when we had that bad stretch, we didn't, we had 24 days with no practice. So, you know, when things started going downhill, it, it just all started to, to snowball and, and everybody, you know, it just, just kind of affected everybody. Now, you know, we get a little more time. Um, they're doing a lot of time management with us and getting the individuals in and, and making sure that we, we got the, the game plan down packed. Everybody's more focused um, after losing those games. And, you know, we've just been playing unselfish. And I think when we do play unselfish and move the ball and play by a system, then it's tough to beat us, uh, especially when we're playing tough on the defensive end. No, bro, I, I saw this on a picture of your car, man. <laughs> These cats feel you join up with popcorn after <laughs> you got your car washed. And I was thinking to myself, that was me. I'll be like, man. What's wrong with these dudes? Like, they tripping for real. So, man, how, what was your reaction when you saw these dudes and filled up your car while they had popcorn? I mean, you know, for me, it was, uh, I didn't expect it. Because usually they do it to rookies, you know, when rookies, you know, do bad stuff or they're on the beta, you know, the rookie duties. But um, Torian had called me, and he was mad because they popcorn his car. So he called me, and he was mad about his. So I kind of figured they would have got mine, too, if they got his, and I walked out. You know, and it was the day where they come and wash our cars. So my thing was, you could at least did it when the truck was dirty. They waited till the <laughs> car got clean and then did it. So it's cool though, but it, you know what goes around comes around. So it all it all comes back around when people do stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, man, I, bro, I I just bought me a new car. I'll be this fiery hot man if I yeah, see it. Man. <laughs> it is mad, but you know, people they do that. They don't. They hide behind. They hide behind that. They don't. They don't say who did it or or nothing. So if, you, if, they if I had a stick suspicion, it, I would think who did it. If I ain't gonna name any names, no, I got I got some ideas who did it. But it's cool. If it was me, I think cool. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a tall guy that was that number eight. That's what I would think. But you know, yeah, it, it, it could have been Dwight. But I don't think Dwight set that up. <laughs> Dwight is, Dwight plays a lot, but I don't see him. I don't see him doing that. I got but you, I, man. I, know, I, I got some ideas who was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, final one for you, Malcolm, is this, man. I, I want to get, get behind the process, man. What's a typical game today like for you, man, for getting ready for a game, for you, for a home game? What's kind of your process? How you get ready to go out there and fill up the edge night and play for these fans of the ATL, man? Uh, for me, you know, I, I don't have a crazy uh, pregame ritual. I just, you know, we have shoot around in the morning. I usually – uh you know, just go through shoot around. We do like a, a light individual, like 15 minutes before shoot around. So I get some shots up. And then after shoot around, I shoot. Um, probably I do like a seven spot and I got to make five out of seven three point shots and then 10 free throws in a row just to finish it. Um, to shoot around out. And then I just go home, eat a salad, you know, maybe watch a TV show or two and then take a nap. And then get up, go back to the arena. You know, we have, uh, another individual for 10 minutes. Uh, we all have like shooting time. So get on the court for 10 minutes, work out and come back to the locker room, eat, 
a turkey burger and take a shower and get ready for the game. Turkey burger, man. Turkey that burger, sounds man. That's pretty healthy. <laughs> Look, man. Like, a real quick story, man. <laughs> Look, man. Turkey bacon got me in trouble one time with my lady. I told her, I said I didn't like it in front of her, in front of her salon. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't realize I was doing something that was wrong. I said I didn't like it. <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah, sent me to, to the couch. she sent me to the couch for that. I'm like, turkey bacon. I don't know bacon. I don't yeah, turkey I, it, bacon. There's only one kind of bacon for me. Uh, turkey bacon don't count. Exactly, man. Well, Malcolm, the great to have you show man. I gotta do it again with you real soon, man. Full scene Saturday out at the game, man. And good luck to you Friday night against the Bulls, man. And if you win six on Saturday, man. I appreciate that, man. All right, bro. Megan Blaney here on the Boss Man Show. Come on, this is the Boss Report after the break. Hello, I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, to find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, 
Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it. He's out there doing his thing at Cloud Blue Friday nights, clicks on Saturday nights, the P. Diddy of karaoke, doing only <laughs> J.C. Smith. What's good, bro? What up, what up, what up? What's going on, boss? Hey, hype, man, hype, man. Ready for this weekend, man. Big sports man. weekend ATL, big things popping, and hopefully the Falcons going to Houston, knocking. Hey, bro, hey, I got to admit, man, you know, the Falcons, they looking like they hungry for that first that first Super Bowl ring, man. So I know Atlanta going to be crazy this weekend, man. I can't wait for it. You know what else is crazy, bro? It's the boss report. So, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. All right, bro, first story of the day is this. Georgia man was arrested after attacking his wife due to her excessive sweating. <laughs> it was hilarious. Excessive sweating. Oh, my God. Caused by, quote, global warming and Dragon Ball Z. Goku got to do with this, right? Goku ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> How do you play global warming and Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> that's crazy, for Yeah, man. That's, that's a wild one, dog. I don't even know what to do with that one, man. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but, so, do attack her? Yes. came up with that. <laughs> well, 
Decade machete wielding Florida man is arrested after attacking ex-wife's new boyfriend after seeing them out hanging on South Beach. Wow, and homie had a machete. Yep. Man, see the two things coming to the equation: either she had that that good good, or he worried that. Oh boy, giving his, his his girl that good good. It's either one of those two things going on right now, but you know what I'm saying. Either one of those two things going on. Either he he didn't he couldn't come strong to play. He got with somebody else that could, or man, she got the the Erica Badu wound. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh oh, here we go. Georgia cop arrested after posting new. Picks a fellow cop on social media after luggage ship went south. Man, you know what? I mean, that happens. It had, I mean, you rarely see, you know, people in authority uh, doing something like that, dog. I've heard cases like that, man, you know, where things go bad, it goes south, man, and you want to find the best way to get back at somebody. Boom. Here comes some pictures. <laughs> exactly. To the point. Right here, bro. Florida man is arrested after using a truck full of icy hot and peroxide to melt new skating rink because quote it's affecting his level. <laughs> Wait a minute, what now? <laughs> what, what what say what now? <laughs> okay, Florida man is arrested. I'll attempt to use a truck full of icy hot and peroxide to melt new ice skating rink because, quote, it's affecting his level. Affecting his level of what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. What you level is he affected what? by this? Yeah, say like you're on a new level. Like, what What? What level is he doing? Is he, is he, is he uh, skating? Is he playing hockey? Like, what's going on? I need I need more details, boss. I, 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 I just I just copied the headline down, bro. <laughs> it's like that's all it said. <laughs> like that's all the headline said. It gave me nothing else. Oh wow, well, yeah, yeah. We need more context clues on that one, man. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, we know what's going on here. Arizona man arrested after beating down coworker with a box of Krispy Kremes due to quote. Repairs releasing them gas in inopportune times. Man, yeah, hey, man, you know, catch them hands, man, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you letting, letting out some erroneous odors there, man. You know, you got to be careful with that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, man, you know, they eat the wrong thing, and then they just pollute the whole the whole ozone, man. Exactly. You left them that Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially like some day-old Taco Bell, too. Oh, nah, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, we have the interior gas, baby. Kenny, I don't like no noise. Give me a side, too. And the outside. Crazy. Killing. Yeah. Man, just skunk. <laughs> Straight up skunk smell, man. Man, once you said it, here we go. Florida couple is arrested after being busted in the middle of smash session in the fitting room at Walmart. Wow, man. So many things 
I love about the Baltimore, Baltimore especially Florida. You know, Florida gonna give you a couple of stories. And we always see Walmart. Walmart was like the club back in the day, first of all. So I'm not surprised you gonna find somebody smashing in the fitting room in Walmart. And then to have it happen in Florida really, really just makes my heart smile right now because I love Florida, man. You know how I feel about the state of Florida. That just seems fitting that they would, it would go down like this. Exactly. We have a garden tool officer here. New York DLC employee arrested after selling her box after securing cell blocks for homies who just got locked up. Oh, okay, so she was so she was a rider, man. She was she was uh showing the box for the homies locked up. Yep. Alright. Yeah, man, you know what? I bet you, you know, in any prison or jail, it's that one, that one CO, you got one female CO that, you know what I'm saying, got something going on with one of the prisoners or multiple prisoners. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think women, I think women in general is like bad boys anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yup. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. I bet you in any correctional facility, there's that one, that one row, uh, female correctional officer who do anything for the uh, prisoners, man. No doubt. And here we go. We have a Florida man arrested after losing control of his beans and driving into a Verizon store while receiving some topping off from a companion. Wow. Wow. Hey, man, you know, I mean, of course, you know, every man, every man has, I hope in their lifetime, has had the pleasure to experience a couple of things, man. Alright, and, and one of those things that is near and dear to my heart is getting topped off while you're driving. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you haven't experienced that in your life, man, you need to re- redo some things. You need to take a look at the things going on in your life, man, because if you never had that done to you, you don't you don't know how special that feels, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just the feeling alone itself, but then on top of that while you're driving, it adds danger. It adds risk to it. And you see that's what happened when old boy ran to the Verizon shop. You know what I'm saying? And you know what he said when uh, they hit the Verizon shop. He said, can you hear me now? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, hey, man, hats off to him. And you know what? I hope the, uh, the law, it don't come down too bad, man. You know, I think anybody will be able to understand. You know, sometimes you lose control, you know, when you get chopped off while you're while you driving there. Exactly, and it's always a good feeling. This is also funny as hell. Vince Whalen woman arrested on attempt to smuggle her love out of prison in a suitcase. Uh, wait a minute now. So, was it, was it a midget? <laughs> now, he was I a grown you, man. You got a grown man. A grown man. Nah, man, you don't get no grown man out of prison. I mean, out of, out of jail in a, in, a, in a suitcase? Yup. Really? Hey, was it one of those Circus Olay prisoners, man? They can, they can be flexible and bend in all kinds of shapes and stuff. Cause that's the only way I can see that happening. She had one of them big industrial suitcases, bro. Let it roll. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know what you won't do for love sometimes, man. But nah, man. I ain't. Nah, hey, I, hey, I, I, I can't just see, I can't physically see that. Like, he shouldn't weigh no more, maybe about what, 100 pounds? About here, 154. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, maybe about a little guy, 154. 
That's crazy, though. And, she, and they really thought they might, they might work, huh? Yep. Wow. Well, this is also wild. Florida man arrested after putting balls in the figure four leg lock after giving him a point valuation. Really posting about his performance on Facebook. Wait a minute now. So the boss, and I know everybody gets evaluations at work every time. But the, the, the boss put it on social media? Yeah, about his bad employee. He came and put him wow. in the for a lid lock the next day. Hey, see, that's what, that's what he did, man. You don't blast nobody, man. You you handle that within, you know, closed doors of the, of the office there. You don't put in nobody on blast, you know what I'm saying? They don't think that it's not going to get back to the person that you put on blast or, like, that person's not going to know you're talking about him. Man. Come on, man. He deserves a 50-foot headlock, man. He should have, he should have, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker off, off a desk or something at their job, man, and body slam that dude, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and God bless the uh, rest of the soul, Jimmy Superfly Snooker there. But, uh, yeah, like you can't do that to your employees, man. Well, that's right here, Tennessee. Tennessee man arrested after beating down neighbor with shovel after finding pine cones from tree in his gutter and finding pine cones in his dog's water bowl. Man, it's in Tennessee to say what city? Jackson. In ja- okay, I was about to say it had to be like Jackson or some country town here in Tennessee, man. Tripping over some acorns, really, bro? Yes. Really, man. Oh, I'm sorry, acorn. Pine, is it pine cone, right? Pine cones, yeah. Pine cone, yeah. Pine cone, acorn, yeah, man. Come on, man. <laughs> and and yeah, that, that sounds that sounds like Jackson, Tennessee. People in Jackson, they're a little they're a little off to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like people in West Memphis, a little a little slow. Same thing in Jackson, Tennessee, man. Yeah, some something ain't right up there, man. Something going on with the water or something. All those folks up there a little a little loopy in the head, man. <laughs> yeah, when you cross that. That Fork Deer River, it just goes south for you. Or the, oh, yeah. the, the Lufthansa, it goes south for you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the further the further <laughs> east you go in Tennessee, man, you're you going to be some crazy-ass people, man. Exactly. Well, Florida man arrested after throwing bowling ball at server after he got the order wrong. He tried to holler at his baby mama when she placed the order. Wait a minute, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Let's just go back, let's review this one, man. We gotta tell you this one now. Alright, now you now, now run that back. Let me get details now again. Florida been arrested after doing bowling ball and server after he got the order wrong and how they baby mama when she placed the order. Alright, so so dude just happened to have a bowling ball just you know what I'm saying? Like just whip him just chilling. <laughs> And then, first of all, how do you get the strength to even throw a bowling ball? Like, I have a hard time just trying to roll that junk down the lane myself. So, how you going to pick it up with one hand and just throw it at somebody, dog? Exactly. Uh, I don't know about that one, man. Now, I mean, you know, I, I was trying to butt her, too. You try to holler at a girl, but I ain't about to throw, about, I'm about to throw his hand. I ain't about to throw a bowling ball at you, bro. Why do you have a bowling ball inside a restaurant already? Why is you just have it with you in the restaurant? What's up there? <laughs> That's crazy, fool. Like, hey, man, I know I'm on, on my way to bowling practice, but let me throw this joint at you real quick, Sean Holly, my girl. And you got my oil, you got my, my chicken nuggets wrong also, man. Hold on, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. 
that, that's that, that, right there. Yeah. That story right there sticks out right there. It sticks out like real. Woo-wee. Here we go. Wyoming woman arrested after beating woman down in Kroger's after refusing to admit that her son took her son's dollar he dropped in the aisle free earlier. Uh... Wow, man, there's a couple things in the story that tripped me out, man. Like, when you was, was a kid, remember how, like, if you was rolling the basket as a kid, let's say you, you was with your parent, your mom or something, and she was in front of the basket, and you would hit her ankles or something with that basket, dog. Yeah, did that ever happen to you, man? It did. All right, all right, yeah, I got plenty, plenty of whoopers from that. And then also, like, let's say, for instance, you get 15 items or less, less one, right? And you know somebody got... They got 30. way more than 15 <laughs> items. They got they got 45 items. Somehow they fit it. They fit 45 items in that small little basket. And you looking at them like, bro, you know you ain't gonna be in this line. Man, you know what I'm saying? You get bad at them. But um, as far as yeah, man, like like if you know if you know somebody got your money, right? You know, say so you drop it, you see them pick it up. Man, get, it's a dollar, man. Get them folks a dollar back. Yeah, like it's a hundred. Now, now, boss, you drop a hundred dollars, bro. I ain't gonna. If you don't say nothing about it, I'm gonna pick that junk up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just hold on to it for you until you say something about it, man. I ain't gonna just voluntarily give it back to you. <laughs> you hold it just in case I don't. If it's just in case I don't say nothing about it, like, okay, boss, cool. Yeah, yeah man. He ain't missing it. He good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, I buy you a drink or something at the club with or something, man. No doubt. <laughs> get this. Florida man arrested after pile driving through girlfriend's baby daddy's house with a Mack truck after he sent pictures of his hook to her saying, quote, I'm about to hook you back up with the hook. Wow. Wow, savage. Savage. Hey, man. Captain Hook, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> some cats are bold, man. You know, but, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with ticks and everything, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to be real selective with that, man. But, if you, I mean, if you go shoot your shot, you think you can, you know, you can make it happen, man. You know, it's in. You know, but, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with that, boss. No doubt. Here we go. Ohio man arrested after knocking out man with frozen hams and sounds after being jumped in line for samples because he's, quote, Ugly ass son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> man, tonight's boss report it has so many layers to it, man. Like it, normally it's like one or two stories. You'd be like, what the hell? But like a majority of these stories tonight, dog, uh, it is multi layer, man. Like what what is going Boss, what why are you so complex these stories tonight, man? <laughs> <laughs> These are the best ones I had I could go with tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. The cutting room floor was pretty, pretty, pretty worse than this. This is the, this is the most radio-ready source I had tonight. <laughs> Dude, 2017 is very multi-layered already. Man. It's kind of complicated this year, dog. You know what I'm saying? Normally, the boss man, boss man report, boss report be kind of just straightforward to the chase. Nah, man, you got about four or five things going on uh, this year so far, man. <laughs> let, let me let me go back. Uh, all right, I heard I heard Sam's Club. I heard samples, which is everybody should you know. If you never just done that, you should experience your life one time. Go to Sam's Club and just you know spend the whole day in there and just get get samples all day. You know how full you would get off a sample full and then just make faces each time you go to get a sample like you a different person 
You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. like, <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, but you say, you say, dude. Now he say you hit him because he was he was an ugly dude. He's a little ugly dude. Here we go. Ohio man arrested after knocking uh-huh. out a man with frozen hams in sales uh-huh. after being jumped in line for samples and the man being a quote ugly ass son of a gun. Oh, okay. So you got jumped. That's one thing. You got jumped in line. All right, and you got jumped in line by a little ugly dude. Oh man. Nah, you gotta catch these hands, man. I'll catch, I'll catch these frozen hands, if you will. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, nah, you ain't gonna jump me. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, the fine, fine female. Yeah, it's one time. Yeah, baby, go ahead. Nah, yeah, you a dude. And you look ugly, dude, too. Nah, bro. You gotta catch these hands, man. And final story for you this is a story from this past weekend. Georgia man was arrested after spearing South Seahawks fans who tried to join their tailgate before a playoff game. <laughs> I like that, boy. So you Bobby Boucher, uh, a Seahawks fan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got... All right, I'm, I'm really glad you saved this for the last story, man, because I've been noticing over the last few years, I'm sure it's been going on for a while, but it's more prevalent now with social media and people posting videos and stuff about the visiting, uh, these visiting teams, the visiting fans, rooting on their uh, their teams and uh, visiting stadiums, man. You know, if, it's, if, it, if I'm not, like, for instance, all right, 2017 coming up, all right, the Cowboys are going to play the Raiders. Uh, in Oakland, or maybe uh, it's, it's, it's going to be Oakland this year. They're they uh, they coming to Atlanta. Okay, all right, it's another one. All right, for example, all right, now, Atlanta may be a little more fan friendly as opposed to, I mean, a little, little bit more uh, visiting fan friendly as opposed to uh, the Black Hole. You know, in Oakland, the 49 fans also they they ruthless as well. But uh, nah, bro, like if I'm if I'm watching my Cowboys in San Francisco or Oakland. You know what, boss? I don't know if I would wear my cowboy jersey, bro. I think I would have it. I would have like something cowboy on. Yeah, I, I would. I would cover it up. Maybe have like a, a cowboy shirt, jersey on underneath what I'm wearing. But like, it, it's wild out there, dog. Like people are taking this to heart when they team lose, man. So you know, I don't know if I could if I could cheer for my cowboys or what, man, and, and not catch no hands if you go to a business stadium, man. Exactly, man. Hey. It's messed up, but I mean, you want to tailgate my man Spears? <laughs> yeah, Bobby Boucher. And, but then on the other hand, on the other hand, as far as with Atlanta, like they're not gonna mess with you unless you just like talking shit. The Seahawks fan was probably talking some noise, you know. And then got Bobby Boucher. That's probably what happened. No doubt, bro. No. Take on this first report of the year for you, man. What's your take on? Hey, man, I, I gotta, I gotta get with it, man. 2017 boss report is very complicated. It's very layered. There's a lot of uh, different things going on this year. Uh, four or five layers there, man. I feel like I was, I was, I was doing an essay, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> AC, ACT test or something, man. There's a lot of things going on, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, great stories uh, once again, bro. It's just funny how you you believe it, Bob, bro. I remember when you first came on the show, you was like, Boss, he's a, you making this stuff up, Boss? Let me say it all the time. I, I swear to God, I thought it was made up. <laughs> you realize quick, I'm not that good at making this stuff up. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think this stuff up. I'm not that good. 
I'm telling you, man. Hey, God bless America, man. Especially tomorrow. Trump's taking office, man. Boy, well, hey, look here. Be careful that wall get up real quick. <laughs> Bruh. You gonna build a wall through Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope not, <laughs> man. It can happen real quick. Real, real quick. Well, bro, before you go, what's going on with your, with your spots, man, in Memphis? When people want to come to town holiday, what's going on with those spots, man? Hey, man, you know, the, the PD and the karaoke, like you said, man, you know, some, somehow, some way, man, like, I got into this thing being a sport, <laughs> sports radio guy, and now I'm the PD and the karaoke, so go figure, man. But, man, we popping on Friday nights, a new spot, Cloud Blue, man. It's, it's very growing sexy up in there. 3285 Hacks Crossroad. If you in the city this weekend, man, the city of Memphis, come check us out, man. And then Saturday night, we have Clicks, uh, Clicks uh, Pool Hall, Clicks Billiards. They all across the country, man. Matter of fact, they got one in Atlanta, so we might be coming down to Atlanta pretty soon and doing some karaoke down there at the Clicks in Atlanta, bro. No doubt. Well, folks, this is the Boston Radio Show, com. Hello, I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, to find out more information about The Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft. Whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft, Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. 
Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it.